Welcome to the Good-ish People podcast. I'm Jackie Pruitt. And I'm Hannah Jones. This is a podcast where we have conversations that are sometimes hard, sometimes funny, sometimes awkward, but all the while, we're just trying to be good people, although let's be real, we're always just good-ish. Emphasis on the ish. Uh, join us, you guys, as we laugh, cry, and snort our way through our lives' most pervasive and relatable conversations, which this week we'll be breaking down our top five-ish personal favorite comedy shows. Um, we're out here just navigating adulthood to the best of our ability, and along the way, there are various coping mechanisms, which today yes. is a movie marathon that is much awaited. We are so excited. I'm so pumped. And the beverage of choice right now is coffee, but it will soon be apple cider that's spiked with whiskey. I can't wait. This is like the perfect fall Saturday. I'm so glad we ended up being able to do this. I'm so excited too. I know. And it's like a, is it a, is it bye week for Auburn today as well? No, it's not, but I don't care. Well, we can always have. I'm choosing not to care. Oh, no, no, no. It's fine, Jackie. I don't care. Okay. Well, it's better like, for my mental health. Okay. <laughs> the Braves really sent me into a spiral. Oh, I can't let God. that happen again. I, yeah. I started thinking about the Braves last night and I was getting upset and I, I had to stop. I had to change the subject very quickly. That's an important skill to have because being an Atlanta Braves fan puts you in that situation a lot. Yeah, it does, unfortunately. Um, but today has been a fabulous Saturday so far. I got up and I just, I got the time to clean a little bit. I nice. I've been having a dog smell in my house. Um, I was telling Hannah about it and it was so kind of her to say she doesn't smell it, but I do spray the crap out of my house before anybody comes over. So you're also a super smeller as we know. So you're going to smell anything more than most people. But I also understand wanting to cover smells because one of my biggest fears in life is like being smelly. So yeah, you've like never been smelly ever. It's because I'm afraid of it. Yeah, yeah. really afraid. (laughs) Very aware. I feel like I picked up on the fact that people got bullied for that in middle school, and I was like, avoid at all costs. Oh, I know. Like, yeah, sprays with with your home too. Like this week, actually, the past couple of weeks, I've been buying new. I have a diffuser which I bought a Santal oil for, which I've been thinking I need to pass your way. Uh, It's been working very well. It's very strong, so it's going to last me a long time. But then I've also been making room sprays. I was telling Jackie with um, two parts water, one part or two parts water, one part rubbing alcohol, and then essential oils, spraying that all over my house. Ooh, so but smart. I, I don't have a super smeller sensibility, so I feel like I wish I could so I could know when to spray it, but also that sounds kind of overwhelming. Yeah, it's pretty Trying overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm always on the on the nose. Like, I'm like, oof, okay, that doesn't smell too good. But then Ned's like, I don't smell this. Um, but recently he said, I'm starting to smell a dog smell in our house. And that's when I was like, oh no, I must buy Interesting. Maybe it's them playing together or something. Do you think? I think they just need to go to the groomer and get like a bath from the groomer because we give them a bath. Like a deep clean. I think both of them are in need of that. Um, Because I just think it's them staying in that we have this area in our house that's tile where it's kind of like the dog's area. They hang out there a lot, but that's what you smell when you walk in from the garage. It's not what you smell when you walk in when you come in the front door. So every time we come in, we're like, ugh. And so... That's hilarious. I, I know. I just bought, I was telling um, Hannah before we started recording, I just bought the Pura air purifier pod thing that you can put like all the different scents in, like the Capri Blue Volcano scent. That's what I'm getting today. So I, hopefully that paired with <clears throat> this other, I can't remember the name right now, some kind of dog kennel spray. You can, it eliminates odor. 
professionally professionally they use it for cleaning uh dog facilities people where overnight stay or vet so I have also heard, and this is not something I've used, but I've heard that the shark vacuums that have air purifiers attached to them work really well for pet mm. scents as well. A friend of mine, Rachel, who has a cat, she oh. was like, I am all about this vacuum. She did all the research on Consumer Reports, and she said the air purifier is like her favorite thing because her house oh. just always smells clean. Um, so that's an investment, but if you're looking for yeah. a vacuum anytime soon, that's on my radar whenever we are getting a new vacuum. Yeah. Okay. That will interesting because we've had the same vacuum since I think we were in college and it was one that oh, yeah. mom well, gifted to him. They're not something you want to buy, you know? No, but now I'm like, I get, I'm starting to get excited about buying household products and that's really yeah, when you know too. that I'm, you know, <laughs> getting to be older. I'm getting <laughs> like, like the fact that I'm having this, the smell good stuff delivered today, like same day by oh, yeah, rush order. Oh my, it will, it offered it to me. It's like, you can have this within the next four hours. And I was like, well, yes. Oh, that's the beauty of being in a house. That's so nice. I was like, thank you. And so every time I think about it, I just get really, really excited, which just shows yeah. you how oh, materialistic yeah. I am. I'm going to hook that baby up while we're watching movies today. I don't know if I that know. means you're materialistic. Uh, and maybe it does to a degree, but I think it just means you're excited about enjoying your space and your home and being restful in it. Yeah, There's something to say about that. I don't think that makes us materialistic. It just means we're wanting to be at peace in a world that's decidedly not at peace. (laughs) Very true. Yeah. Yeah. I need that. Capri Capri Blue Capri Volcano. Is that what it's called? (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. It's knocked off a million times. We all know the scent is amazing. And that's going to be so lovely. I'm excited. I hope I enjoy it. That mixed with the new dog spray. I'll, I'll keep everybody updated. I'll let you know the next time we get together. So all these new products. So exciting. So exciting. <sighs> It'll be great. Hopefully. <laughs> I believe. I believe in you. I believe in it. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is, I believe in right? it. Right? <laughs> October is the month of I believe in whatever you want me to believe in. <laughs> yeah. Ghosts. <clears throat> all the fun Cleaners. <laughs> cleaning products. Yeah. I do love um, cleaning products. I do need to try though the cleaning product that you made with the rubbing alcohol, two parts water, one part rubbing alcohol, one part essential oils. Also, hack. I don't know if this is even something on the internet. It probably is, and I'm probably stealing somebody's idea, but I just fill up. I have a little spray bottle, like an amber spray bottle in my bathroom full of rubbing alcohol that I spray my makeup brushes with or like my hair brushes to kill bacteria. And I put my Santal oil in it recently and was like, whoa, this smells so strong. It covers the alcohol smell almost. I only put a couple drops in it covers the alcohol smell once it dries down and it just smells like scent. So I started to spray it like, um, what is the name of, uh, that, that spray that you use in your toilet before you go to the bathroom that's everywhere? Poopery. Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. I used it. I was like, I wonder if this would cover the scent of, of just going to the, of just pooping. And so I sprayed it in the toilet and then it completely covered everything. I was like, this is wild. I guess I just created my own expensive poopery. Uh, So I'm starting to leave that in my bathroom and spray it on my brushes and stuff, but also spray it in the air after I go to the bathroom and the alcohol is like snatching up that scent. It's been great. And that's just full rubbing alcohol. And oh yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm going to need you to send me that Santal thing. Probably. I will. I will. That would be great. It's been great. And really, you can do it, I'm sure, with any any oil products, any scented oil products. But yeah, cool. Nice. Like at Christmas time, you could put Dude. like a Fraser fur scent. Heck yeah, you spray, can. Spray, spray. And I will be doing that. Don't you worry. Oh, heck yeah. That's a good way to be. 
It is. Just keep it smelling nice. That you have there? Yeah, it's from my company. They sent it to us in um, the fall or maybe very early winter this year. That's and nice. I finally cracked it out. It's a Stanley Cup uh, copy, copycat. But oh, still cool. That's a cool color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I don't know I, the Stanley I Cup. So. Have bought into, yeah, I have been a victim of water bottle trends in the past. I had um, a Nalgene. I also had. I, our dogs just crashed, and I, I hope they're okay. Do we think they're okay? Oh, they're playing. They are. I just I heard something be knocked down. I guess we'll find out when we walk out there. <laughs> oh lord, <laughs> we can always pause it if you want to go get it's up okay. and look. Nah, nah, it's cool. It's cool. As long as it wasn't like, nah. I was like, they're probably not up on the stove. I bet it was just right over here. What? Sorry, we're getting a call from a friend. That anyway, That's I'll so just. Weird. I, I don't really know what's going on. Uh, interesting. Maybe he's trying to find my husband, but he might try to be on the podcast right now. Oh my gosh. That would actually be a funny cameo to have. He's a very funny friend. Shout out to Josh. Um, what I was saying about saying I've been victim to many water bottles. I also had the, um, what's the one that was the Visco girl bottle that was like fully insulated, but it was a water bottle with a straw that you would push up oh man i i had one i had multiple i used them for years and i actually really loved them but the camelback no i had a camelback as well as well um mine used to get really moldy the camelback that's my problem with water bottles and the one that i'm trying to think of the name of right now i would use it and it wasn't supposed to go in the dishwasher but then i never felt like it got fully cleaned when i would wash it myself and it just grossed me out and then i'd get rid of them i'd donate them yeah. Because the same thing happened with my camelback with the straws. Uh-huh. So at least this one I can put it in the dishwasher and just switch out the straws. But yeah, it's tough. Jeez. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, do we want to do our goods and our itches? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I can start. I think my Before good. Oh, it's a hydro flask. I looked it up. That's what hydro I had. The hydro flask. You know those. Wait, can I see a bit? Can you turn your laptop around so I can see what it looks like? Yeah, let me hmm. click into it. Ah, oh, yes. Never forget. Yeah, I had a light blue one. Very similar color to this, actually. Just a tinge, like, more on the green mm-hmm. side of, like, brighter blue. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, nice. Very cool. Anyway, I have been privy to the trends, but I, I because they always did me dirty in the long run, I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not asking a Stanley Cup. Dirty, literally, because they would get moldy. Um, But I'll start with a good. I would say my good for this last week. Well, it was Ned and I's five-year anniversary, which was awesome. Five-year wedding anniversary. So that was really sweet. Shout out to Ned. So thankful to be married to you. So thankful to be your wife. You're my favorite ever. And I love doing life with you. So that was really fun to celebrate um, with him. He had just gotten back from a work trip. So we made this really nice steak dinner. Um, we just like hung out together. It was really sweet. But I would say my ish was that I got super sick from the steak. Boo. Like some kind of weird food poisoning from it. That had to be food poisoning. All of the steak. All of it. Oh, gosh. I know. It was disgusting. Like hours later. Gross. Um, And yeah, that was not fun. So that was my ish. Um, But another good that I'll land on, which was kind of funny and cool, was that uh, this last week, um, one of my good friends was like, hey... Jonah's Brothers concert, extra tickets. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Extra tickets. Um, and it's like through his company. And so 
Uh, it was in the sweet area of State Farm Arena. And it's like, don't do dinner. It's just free dinner for drinks. I'm like, oh, sweet. That sounds great. So I go to the concert and we're having a great time. We're hanging out. And then I see a text from Hannah and she's like asking me to send her a video, which now I'm realized I didn't I didn't send it to you. So I, I kind of forgot that I even asked that in the first place. <laughs> no worries. That's like what prompted. And then you were like, I'm at the Jonas what? Brothers concert. What became of it was way better than the request, so I just forgot. <laughs> so true. Yeah, I did too. And and so she's like, oh, I'm at the Jonas Brothers concert. And I was like, hmm, like me too. And then we were like, what? I was like, where are you sitting? And and you're like, I'm in the box seats. And I'm like, I'm in the box seats. Come to find out we're in the suites that are like basically right next to each other, but we can't access each other's suites. But I'm eventually able to go down and we're like able to wave at each other. We're like right next to each other. It's so weird so funny what are the odds i mean truly what are the odds because we i also like right before we podcasted this week on what was it tuesday because the concert Uh, was wednesday tuesday yeah the concert was wednesday so i get a text from connor on the way to podcast on tuesday that he's like you want to go to the jonas brothers we got free tickets it's like uh yeah that'd be so fun like would love that i was in middle school when they came to prominence so yeah hell yeah um let's go sing year three thousand and when you look me in the eye, I cried a lot to that song in middle school. Look me, me in the eyes. Tell me that. Yeah. Love me. I made Connor videotape me singing to that song so I can laugh at that. Oh, amazing. Yeah. It's going to be great. I got but, a good video of you guys too. Yeah, she did. Jackie did. So we were texting and I, I, I was there with Connor, Mike, and Preston. And we were in the booth, the back of Phillips Arena, um, State Farm Arena. And also kind of similar to the booths, we had our own like free food section and all that. We go there for Hawks games occasionally because we have a friend who will give us tickets. Uh, So we were literally like three stalls over, but there was this big wall between me and Jackie. So we couldn't see each other unless we came down to the end of our sections. And she got a video of us just (laughs) dancing, having a great time. So fun. Yeah, we will. (laughs) It'll be great. It was fun. They were really fun in concert. I yeah, liked it. They were. I liked them too. Um, I didn't expect them to play some of the old, so many of their older hits, but I did realize later on that they were playing through all their albums. So I was like, oh, yeah, they were doing their, you know, what what some people will say. Nobody has ever done an Eras tour, and that's just BS. Like everyone does their own Eras tour all the time. So that was the Jonas Brothers Eras tour. <laughs> Sorry, that better. was that was indeed <laughs> that was indeed a little bit of shade. Throwing shade on this Saturday morning. <laughs> Throwing it. <laughs> Would you say that was your good? Well, let me hear about your good for the week. Yeah. So that was definitely one of my goods. It was just a fun, unexpected night and had a blast with uh, the boys. Always love hanging out with them. And then I also had dinner with my sister last night who's in town from New York. And that was really fun and got to meet one of her good friends. And also on Thursday night, I got to go with Connor Preston and our friend Kelsey to see Killers of the Flower Moon. So I got to see that on opening night. Um, Really great movie. Could have, in my opinion, used some extra editing on the cutting room floor. It was three and a half hours. Uh, I read the book and I highly recommend reading the book if you're not interested in sitting through a three and a half hour movie. Um, Either is a great option, but the book is phenomenal. So uh, those were my highs, my goods of the week. It was a pretty good week. And as far as ish, wasn't really much. I just, I woke up this morning with a little bit of a scratchy throat. And I guess that's really the only thing that's been like relatively ish. It's not even bad. So that's a, that's a hurrah. I hope the apple cider helps you. Oh, it will. It definitely will. Yay. I think it's just the fall, you know? It's just adjusting to the temperature. <laughs> temperature. Temperature. Adjusting <laughs> to the temperature. Yes. Woo. 
So shall we get into our, our topic fall today? Yes, we shall. Yeah, Top five-inch comedies. So the goal here, I think, Jackie, correct me if I'm wrong, was to pick okay. TV shows that are not only our favorite, but ones that we've gone back to and like revisited multiple times. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ones that you could at this point turn on in the background, know what's going on, um, and just be like, oh, comfort show. Funny. Hee hee ha ha. Occasionally quote. While it's on in the background, you still don't, you're not paying attention, but you still know the quote at the right time. Precisely. Yeah. Precisely. I have four. I don't have five. Maybe when you talk about your eight. I do have eight. If we get <laughs> through all of them. Um, I have loved you for a long time. So there's quite a few. And then I've got a couple honorable mentions that I don't oh revisit gosh, as often, wow. but I love them. It's I'm great. excited. Okay. We can get started. Uh, do we want to start with our number ones or our like number last? Oh, gosh. Four. Um, mm, let's start with four and then we can work our way back. Now, I will say that um, for me, it's really, really hard to be like, this is my favorite comedy of all time because yeah, I, I agree say with that, that actually. I say that in seasons. So, like, if you were to have asked me two years ago, what is your favorite comedy? I would have said The Office, hands down. Sure, of course. Um, today, my answer would be very different. So it's, you know, it's just seasonal. It's still on my list, but. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it's entirely seasonal. And it's really about, like, what are you watching currently? What have you revisited the most recently is mm-hmm. what I find, like, my recency bias with my list is so real. <laughs> any yeah. of these, besides, well, any of these could be my number two at any time. My number one is stable, but. Oh, my God, wait. I have five. What am I doing? See, I knew you had more. What am I doing? Oh, my God. What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? Okay, so I can start with my five. Go for it, girl. Um, Hannah actually <laughs> mentioned it to me before the podcast, and I was like, oh, I guess that is a comedy, Sex in the City, 100%. Um, I go to Sex in the City the majority of the time to be looking at the outfits, oh, to yeah. be caught up in the city life. What would it be like to be going to – these kind of restaurants every night and like just just being what it was what would it be like to live in new york city in the 90s and be a woman and be dating um and be single so uh or in relationship because obviously that happens in the show as well or married so um i'm like oh my god that that show is hilarious it is thank Uh, you samantha (laughs) honestly she's the funniest by far yeah yeah she's hilarious and it's it's funny to see um the different humor between the different characters like Miranda yes. and Carrie yes. have a very different humor together do. than even Carrie and Samantha and you think about Samantha and Carrie have a very distinct one then you think about one of my favorites to think about dynamic wise is Miranda and Charlotte because <laughs> they're oh so like they're, they're both really high main or they're both really type a so they they relate in that way but then their priorities are very different and it's very funny yeah, it's hilarious. I love watching them interact. I love like when Miranda calls Charlotte out and then Charlotte's like super oh, yeah. uncomfortable. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's the best. Or I also love when Samantha is interacting with Charlotte because they are polar opposites in, in the way they deal with sexuality and mm-hmm. just the amount of uncomfortable feelings Samantha like act- actively is trying to put on Charlotte so that she can grow and change is so funny to me because I definitely <laughs> grew up more of a Charlotte. And so being like Charlotte in that sense. So watching them engage together, it just makes me laugh every time. Like mm-hmm. I would feel like Charlotte and also Samantha's the best. I love her. Yeah. It's her sorely in the new show. 
I know. I hate that that didn't work out. Um, but yes, I I relate to that too. I feel like I was more of a, a Charlotte like growing up, and then um, yeah, I have moved away from that as an adult for sure. But yeah, great show. So I would say that would be my number five. Yeah, that's actually also my number five. <laughs> so perfect. Yeah, oh I God. love that show. I I have said before on this podcast that I am a Carrie through and through in a lot of ways. I have a little bit of Charlotte probably a little bit of Miranda. Wish I had Samantha, but I don't. Um, but I just feel like I learned about myself in that funny but relatable television show. It's so good. Yeah, so it good. is so good. So, so good. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I would be. I think I'm, I'm a pretty, like, put Miranda and Carrie together half and half and, like, that's me and sprinkle little Charlotte in. Yeah, I could see that. I could say, I could see that for me too. I'm not fully Carrie, but I'm, I'm a bit Carrie. You're very uh, driven and intelligent like Miranda. So she has that. And she's also, Miranda's really funny. She's yeah. incredibly witty. And I really appreciate that about her character. And I think you have a lot of that as well. Oh, well, thank you. That is so kind. It's just the truth. So kind. Okay. I can do my my seven and my eight just to try to knock through my list a little faster. combo. Yep, wombo combo. So my number my number eight is a show called Veep. I love this show. It is a comedy on HBO. Uh, it was out, let's see, from the years 2012 to 2019. And the lead actress is um, none other than uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, whom I adore. She's in another one of my top shows. That's just a little spoiler right there for you. Wow. She plays Vice President Selena Meyer and... Hmm. The show is the reason I love it is it's ent- entirely in the vein of my favorite type of comedy. So it's very quick. Uh, there's a joke every like three seconds mm-hmm. and it's very referential. So they're making political comments, social comments. Like it's just, it's brilliant in my opinion and just so, so funny. And I I truly believe that Julia Louis-Dreyfus is the best comedic actress that I've ever seen. She's just... <laughs> she's just so funny as this character. The whole premise, if you haven't seen it before, is, is she she's vice president, but it just is trying to show you that the vice president literally has no power. So there's this whole <laughs> running bit that every time she comes back to her de- or back to her office, she'll stop and ask her secretary, has the president called? And she always says, no, he is not. <laughs> she just goes into her <laughs> office. It's just like he literally never calls her. And it's this whole thing. And um, it's it's phenomenal. I definitely recommend it if you like uh like quick referential humor shows and you know no are okay dealing with some some political humor as well so it's it's amazing there is a lot for those of you out there that might be sensitive to cursing there is a curse word dropped every like three seconds as a joke about politics because politicians are have like the foulest mouths uh so just a heads up for anyone out there that doesn't enjoy that i warned you (laughs) You have been warned. <laughs> you have, okay. <laughs> I love it. So you're oh my seven. seven. Yes. Okay. My number seven is Friends. Everybody's seen Friends. Everybody knows Friends. Mm-hmm. It was my mom's favorite show since it came out in the 90s and it was on our TV all the time. My parents fell asleep with it on the TV every single night. And I've I've consumed that show more than probably anything else on this list. 
except for my number one. And honestly, maybe even more just because I've been watching it since I was a child. I It's one of those shows that when I have space from it, I kind of forget why I love it so much. And then when I watch it again, I'm like, you know what? I really love these characters. The show has its problems and there's some stuff that wouldn't fly today, but that's going to happen with anything made in a different time period. And I just I just really love those characters. I, um, I adore them all for different reasons, even when they drive me insane. And Jennifer Aniston is my inspiration in that show. So- I love it. It's just like kind of, to me, it's like the equivalent of a nice fall day with a cup of hot tea or a cup of mm-hmm. cider spiked with whiskey, cuddled on oh, the couch, amazing. smelling cinnamon in the air, you know, like it's just comforting. It's like going home for me. So uh, I love that. I yep. love that so much. Friends is amazing. I am, I am too a big fan of Friends. Um, it is not on my list, but I am a big fan of it. So maybe I would make that my six or my seven as well. Yeah. I think maybe you're the same way. When I revisit it, I'm like, yes, I remember that I love this, but then I don't revisit it as often as some of these Mm -hmm. others. I have revisited it over the years a lot, but Mm -hmm. it's like always like a two or three year gap. And most of these shows, there's not a two or three year gap because Mm -hmm. I feel like I can just put on an episode and I don't have to watch through the series. I feel like with friends, I want to watch through because the Mm storylines I'm more, I don't know. It's not as episodic, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, it's been about the two year year mark for me on it. And so yeah. Ned, Ned and I recently were talking and we were like, what would be like our next sitcom to put on? And we were both like, Friends would be a great one. You should. So. Connor and I watched that together a couple years ago and it was the first time he had watched all the way through it and he really enjoyed it too. It's like, it's, uh, there's my next one on the list. It's very related to, it's just like the older version of my number six, but. Oh, Okay. Spicy. Spicy. Exciting. All right, Jackie, hit me with your I'm number very four. Excited. Okay. So my number four would have to be Curb Your Enthusiasm. They played that at the Jimmy concert. Yes, they did. And I was singing it so loudly. I was doing this. I almost conductor hands. I, I'm pretty sure I was doing that too, and I was like, "Oh my god, um, I'm at the Jonas concert." And then th- I think that's when I realized you had texted me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was before the show went on, right? Before went like, on? We were making all these jokes. Yeah, it was. It was in between the opening act, which was Lawrence. They were great, by the way. Yeah. Uh, it was in between them and the Jonas Brothers coming out, and we were making jokes. We're like, "What if Larry David just ends up on stage?" And I can I, see a myself. whole episode. I can see a whole episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where he. <laughs> He just somehow ends up getting forced to go on stage at a Jonas Brothers concert and he doesn't really oh. know what to do. And then he says something offensive. Why am I here? And yeah, he like gets in this like blood, <laughs> this blood oath contract with Joe Jonas and he's like, must go do comedy in between sets. I don't know. Like I can just see that being a whole bit. That's so funny. Um, gosh, I love I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. So for those of you who don't know what Curb Your Enthusiasm is, I have a feeling it's on Hannah's list as well. If I had a wager, it's my number guess. four, baby. Oh my god, it's my number four. Too. Oh, look at us! Look at us! Look oh at my us! God, we're so cool. Um, I think didn't we watch it with you in Nashville? Yeah. So you, that's where that's where I was about to go with this. You and Connor introduced me and Ned to Curb Your Enthusiasm. You guys were like, "Have you ever have you ever seen this?" And I was like, "No." And then we watched so much of it that we get. So essentially it's, we didn't get up off the couch for like 10 hours. We just had Curve. No, we just watched Curve. (laughs) And what's so special and wonderful about Curve is it's about, so Larry David is the star of the show playing Larry David. And he is the creator of Seinfeld. And so it's about his life in LA post Seinfeld's already blown up and he's working on little projects not really even here but not really working at all (laughs) yeah just like kind of 
just eating lunches with Jerry Lewis and or whatever his name is. Yeah, uh, Jerry Lewis. Or yeah, right. Um, something Lewis, Richard Lewis, and uh, <laughs> and they like hate each other, like frenemies, and then hanging out with his manager. But really, he doesn't work. So why does he have a manager? Like, it's so funny. It's hilarious, and he somehow ends up in all of these situations that like are just so incredibly uncomfortable but like each one of us at some point in our life have have witnessed somebody else having that experience or we've experienced it but it, he just like takes it to the next level oh yeah um it's hilarious uh i just love how he takes concepts that we maybe have thought of in our mind like the spite store episode mm-hmm. okay so i'll explain this to anyone who hasn't seen this show our dogs are wanting to tell you about it because they've also seen hours and hours and hours of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, okay. So the Spite store, essentially, Larry goes into this new coffee shop called Mocha Joe's and he, he says the coffee is cold and he does the nose test where he puts his nose into it to feel the temperature and he complains and asks for another cup because it was cold. And then he realizes that the table's wobbly and he like keeps making some comments to Mocha Joe and Mocha Joe just gets mad at him and kicks him out and then like bans him from the coffee shop. <laughs> so he ends up buying the space next door and opening another coffee shop called Latte Larry's. And he just does everything but for like a little bit less money so that he can win over more customers and he, the whole reason he opens a store is because of spite and he calls it a spite store and in my mind i'm like that's not something i've ever heard of anyone actually doing but that's something people think about every day of their life like how can i spite oh, this yeah. person for the dumbest thing that's ever happened to me today mm-hmm. like it's it's about the things that don't matter in the best way that show yeah. like the tiniest things that make no difference in the world are the things he focuses on and exacts revenge right <laughs> it's the best oh my gosh I mean, it's so like hyperbolic too it's crazy oh, uh, one of my favorite episodes is, um, the middler when, oh my gosh, it's brilliant. It's so brilliant. I reference that at every dinner party. It, and it makes sense. And I like, after seeing that episode, I'm so aware of it now. So it's when you go to a dinner party and you're having to sit in the middle of the table. So you are now responsible for carrying the conversation, connecting the two sides, connecting, yeah, connecting both sides together. So, um, Larry doesn't want the weight of that. Well, Susie pulls him <laughs> into the kitchen because the dinner party's going south. And Susie is his manager's wife. And she's a, like a firecracker. And their relationship is hilarious. But she pulls Larry into the kitchen and is like, Larry, I'm going to need you to middle. And he's complaining about it. He's like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But then he does it. And he does a phenomenal job. And he starts getting all these invitations to do it at other parties. Because people are like, we need a middle. We need a middle. <laughs> it's just so funny. So funny. I suspect that the Pruitts are asked to middle. Not as directly, but I suspect you guys are asked to middle often. Same for you guys, I'm sure. And it, it happens unintentionally as well. We just end up in these situations. And then there are sometimes I don't want to talk. I don't want to be the one connecting one side of the table to the other. But then yes, sometimes it's a, it's a burden. It's like a magnetic pool where I cannot help myself because I don't want to feel uncomfortable. So all of a sudden I yep. start connecting the dots. And before you know it, I'm just running away with it. And yep. uh, it's two hours later and I'm like, I'm so exhausted. I got to go home. Like I can't like please don't invite me to another dinner party for three months. I got to rest up so I can middle again. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. Do not invite me to anything else. I'm oh man. But yeah, middling. Uh, is such, it's such a relevant concept. I feel like that show has really <clears throat> added so much to my cultural, um, my cultural vocabulary that I can reference all these things. And anybody who's seen Curb will be like, yes, yes, I yeah, get that. I understand I what that. you're talking about. And oh, it's such just, a good show. It's the best. It really is. 
I love Curb. So good. It's amazing. Ugh, it's so good. All right. My number six, I'll do my five and six. So I, my five was Sex in the City. So we already talked about that. My six is How I Met Your Mother, which I had referenced as a Great modern show. updated version of Friends. They're literally the same show, except just slightly edgier humor in How I Met Your Mother because it came after. So they kind of one-upped it. But the characters, I mean, you can draw a direct line from every character in How I Met Your Mother to a character in Friends. Um, <clears throat> so it, it wouldn't exist without it. So I just like to call that out. However, I adore How I Met Your Mother. It's Connor's favorite comedy of all time. So he and I watch it through all the time. But it is a show that I watched as a kid. And I, I think Griswold really likes it too. I am going to lose it on this dog. Do you I think swear. that Grizz? <laughs> hey, stop it. Do you think he's a Ted fan? <laughs> Do you think he's the only Must Ted be. fan in the world? No, it, I think that's one of the biggest things that Ned and Connor. Oh my God. I'm gonna... Grizz? Stop. Excuse Look, me. Everybody. He stopped. Um, You're saying Ned and Connor. Love that show. Yep. <laughs> they do. They love that show. And um, it's, it really is. Okay. So if you haven't seen How I Met Your Mother or have any knowledge about it, I'd be surprised. It's just one of those things. It's like culturally invasive. It's everywhere. Or it was when it was on TV, which happened to be from like middle school through early college for us. I think my freshman year of college is when the finale came out, which is the worst finale in TV history. Don't come at me, Game of Thrones people. I've never watched Game of Thrones, so I can't confirm or deny if you're right or wrong. But I think that that How I Met Your Mother's finale is a travesty. It's horrible. It's horrible. I hate it. I watched it with Anna, my friend Anna Gray when it was airing live, <clears throat> and I just left her apartment and didn't say a word. Like we were both so pissed. I just left and was like, I can't talk about this. I didn't revisit it. I would revisit the entire show and then just skip the finale for years. And it's a long series, and to skip the finale says a lot. <sighs> and then I finally revisited it like two years ago. I was like, maybe I wasn't kind enough to this. I did the same thing with The Great Gatsby, the Leonardo DiCaprio, Baz Luhrmann one. I was like, maybe I was harsh on these things. Revisited them and was like, nope, I was right the first time. These both suck. I can't, I, I'm going to stop trying to rewrite my own history. I hate this episode. It's horrible. So if you watch the show, you can skip the finale. <laughs> I recommend yeah. So rushed, and the way they did it was so poor. I'm like, this is this is ridiculous. It didn't do the show justice at all. I didn't no. think they unwrote like everything that the what nine the nine seasons were writing in two yeah. minutes. It was ridiculous. The whole last season is about a wedding, and then they undo it in the first twenty minutes of the. Oh, it just makes me ridiculous. so mad. It makes me mad too. But the show itself, amazing. I was making a joke about people not liking Ted. I do love Ted because I feel like I can often be that like hopeless romantic, but also really picky choosy. And he was annoying but because he's really picky like choosy. Him. He's like, a TV character, though. You know, like he's true. he's made to be more dramatic, like dram dramatized version. So I relate to some of him, but not all of him. Uh, but I do appreciate that he is looking for love. It just gets really annoying over nine seasons. Um, yeah. It Robin's depends on amazing. the season, really. It, it does. It does. Like in the early seasons when he's like first dating Robin, great. As it moves on and some of the people, like that that whole the captain seasons when he's dating, oh, the, they're fighting over the, Ar the Arcadia, I think, with the girl from House. <laughs> yeah. It, it was a whole thing. Uh, I didn't like that. Um, 
But love, I think my favorite character, I'm curious to hear yours. My favorite character is probably Marshall and maybe Lily, but I also oh, love sure. Barney. I also mm, love Barney. Marshall's I like Robin, but Robin is not my favorite. I feel like she's more two-dimensional than the rest of the characters in some ways. Weirdly, like Robin is one of my least favorite television characters. I, I, I'm glad that you kind of agree with me. I think she's boring. She's very boring, but she also reminds me of people I'm not – like. So not all she's time, a guy's girl you know what i mean by that I we all know what know i mean by that i'm, I'm yeah. thinking oh, yeah. in my mind look we all have um, these girls in our lives that their main goal in life was to be a bro and they thought that being a bro would get them all the men but then it didn't but for robin it worked because she's super hot but like <clears throat> forsaking other women and taking advantage of men in the process yeah really she definitely annoying. took advantage of, of poor ted yeah, yeah. She played her cards. And then yeah, her character just bothered me a lot. And there was there was a time though I watched it. I was like, it, no, she's not bothering me as bad this season. And then it'll <laughs> must be a season. I love that she bothers thing. you that much. That makes me happy. I mean, she was never it wasn't ever that uh intense of a feeling for me. I just wasn't drawn to her. Like Lily is so interesting and dynamic, and I felt that Robin was just two dimensional. She wasn't interesting to me. Yeah. She was a lot more two-dimensional. She's than just Lily. hot. So they just had her there because she was hot, but whatever. Um, in my opinion. My opinion. Yeah, she's really pretty. Barney, very funny, very sweet character, but but you just can't beat Marshall. You just can't. Marshall is uh he's he's the one he's the most relatable character, I I feel like. Agreed. Um Completely and I like agreed. his Lily's dynamic and their history and it's just good. It's so sweet. It's so it's sweet. Akin to yours, college sweethearts. I know. So precious. Anyway, watch How I Met Your Mother, you guys. Um, So yeah, six for me, How I Met Your Mother, five, Sex in the City. And Jackie, you're on three, right? Yeah. So I did. I'll go ahead and say my four is Curb. So we've already talked about Curb Your Enthusiasm. So four, Curb, five, Sex in the City, six, How I Met Your Mother. So now what's your three? Okay. So my four was Curb. My five was Sex in the City. Yes. And then my three is pen 15 oh love this for you <laughs> yeah, have you seen the show yeah I oh have. my god i'm obsessed with it and i think it's because it reminds me so much of my middle school experience how we all communicated so it's these two women in their 30s but they're so pretending funny. to be middle schoolers with actual like middle schoolers so they it, it's just hysterical the writing i think is brilliant this is um, why we have to watch Jamais together. You're going to love it. It's a okay. very similar vibe. <laughs> I'm to anyone who watches Summer Heights High or Jamais. <laughs> Best show. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. Okay. Adding that to my list. I need to go back and re- revisit Pen15 soon. I want to say there are three seasons. Um, it's pretty oh, quick. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I've it's only seen one. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets it gets um it gets really good. The character development is fun, but essentially it's just figuring out how to um it's set in the early two thousands when they're in middle school. So yeah, I think so. Two thousand or uh, it's like early to mid. I think it's around the time I was in middle school. I very which is why it's mm-hmm. like good but painful. <laughs> it is. So they're using like um AIM and yeah, they're messaging and all that stuff. Did so. you use AIM? So I was not allowed to use AIM, but I sure. would use it as at friends' houses. So yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, you have to find your way. I also wasn't allowed to, but had multiple accounts. So, 
That's what you gotta do when you're a young person trying to make it in the world and you don't that's live right. on your own. Um, yeah, you're resourceful, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes. And then it's like a lot of cringy moments, but it's a lot of heartfelt moments, like between the family, like the, each one of them has like a, an intense family dynamic. And then they're there, they find this camaraderie with that, but it's, it's hysterical as well. It's, it's amazing. I love it. I love it. It is a really great show. I'm going to need to go and watch the other seasons because I'm not caught up. And yeah, it's it's amazing. That's going to be important. But absolutely um, amazing. Okay, so that was number three for you. Yes. Number three for me. Are you done talking about Pen15? Because I don't want to cut oh, you short. Yes, I am done. I'm finished. Okay. You don't have to be. These shows are important to us and they, they deserve are. time and space. You're right. They do. Right. Um. My number three is Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Great show. I uh, had a very interesting journey with this television show. I first tried to watch it in college because when I started dating Connor, he and his friends really loved it. And I tried to start it and it just was like really grimy and left me feeling kind of nasty. And Mm -hmm. I was at the time, I don't know, I guess more pure of heart. So I was just like, I can't watch this. And, And then after college, I went back to it. And literally found it the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's just was a, a, such an interesting dichotomy of college, like feeling nasty and after college being like, nope, this is very relatable and also hilarious. Like, yeah. Just not relatable, but also a little bit more once you've graduated and been like, wow, it is hard to make it on your own. And look at these trashy mm-hmm. people do it. It makes you feel a little better about yourself in a lot of ways. Um, but I adore that show. I just think it's so it's to me. It is this beautiful, intelligent, hilarious, smartly written show with this like nice little morsel center covered in dog shit, like in the best way. (laughs) It's supposed, it's, it's presenting as these like garbage human beings. They're all horrible. There, there's nothing redeeming about any of them, but you love them for some reason. And the writing is just so good. It's the funniest, most clever wrapped in dog poo show ever in Mm -hmm. the best way it's intentionally wrapped in dog poo in my opinion uh to make these characters just horrific humans and you just love them i'm like who's your favorite character it changes often so i can go ahead and say my least favorite character is mac i just don't like him as much i think it vacillates between Frank and Dennis, who are probably the two worst people on the show. <laughs> They're just horrible. Dennis I like is hilarious. D and Dennis, I, know, I love all the Reynolds. Yeah, Charlie is so funny as well. I just like if you want pure goodness in your life, go watch the Day Man episode. Like you'll just be happy. You'll just be happy, and <laughs> then you can sing Day Man with me. Um, Charlie writes a musical to try to get the love of his life to notice him, and she just hates Tiny him boy. the entire series. <laughs> Tiny boy, little boy, little boy, <laughs> Day Man. I'm with you though. So I, um, in college, Ned tried to get me to watch it because him and Connor would be watching yep. it, and I would feel gross after watching it. I think yep. I was again too pure of heart. I like that <laughs> phrase that you used. Uh, I had not yet succumbed to adulthood's reality check <laughs> and <laughs> yep. just embracing life's fabulous humor. And so I do love Always Sunny. But the reason why I don't have it on my top, you know, five or six, I have not seen it all the way through. So I feel like I can't have that on my list. I feel you. And because it's, 
uh, like because you recently came back to it, it, maybe in 10 years it'll be different or maybe it'll be on there. Who knows? But I, <laughs> I just think about, there's a, there's a handful of episodes that I think about maybe once a week because I just think they're so funny. Like <laughs> the, the water park episode is just pure gold. I mean, Frank cutting to the front of the line by saying he has AIDS, but not the gay AIDS, the vagina AIDS is just one of the better things in the world. And, and the fact that they can get away I with writing that, that on TV I've seen that and they get, they get stuck. Um, Mac and D get stuck in a water slide because Mac has this bracelet that's been, he's laminated and gets him into the, the water park for free since he was a kid. And he's like bragging about it at the beginning of the episode. It's total MacGuffin. And then he ends up getting stuck with his bracelet and put in the water slide and all these kids are piling up because the whole bit is that all the teenagers that work there don't care at all and so they don't pay any attention to the fact that people are just piling up in this water slide and just keep sending them down and it's so funny and the way that it culminates amazing so that episode great the episode where they go to the jersey shore also phenomenal like just there's just a couple episodes of that show that are just everything and more to me and i love it and every time i watch it again i'm like wow it really is just so funny. It's so good. So that's my number that's three. A good one. That's a good one. That's a good number three. Always sunny, ladies and gents. I like it. I like it. Um, weirdly, always sunny made me think about Family Guy just now. Okay. And I I like Family Guy. Um, yeah, a pretty good amount. Um, I used to hate it. Yeah. And some of the humor, it's just like. I don't find funny, but then I, the more I've been watching it with like pop culture, I'm like, that's actually pretty hilarious. Um, so Cultural references are like so good in so the right, good. in the right way. Like when they're presented right and a good comedy show, it's fire. It's so good. It is really good. So I like that show pretty good right now. Um, I feel like I've been watching that more. Um, if Ned and I are like, what do we watch? What is Sharon family guy? Cause nice. Connor actually was watching that this week for the first, like first time I've seen him watching it in years. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, sometimes it's hilarious, but sometimes it's just like so stupid where I'm like, I cannot watch this at all. My brain feels like it's mush after watching this. <laughs> like it's melting in my head. So yeah, but it made me think of that. I have found Family Guy funny at certain times in my life. Like I know it's objectively funny, but something about it just really annoys me. Like the character. Yeah. I also don't like, like I don't like animated TV shows at all. Like I don't like cartoons very much. So that's part of, that's just me. That's just one of my tastes. But also some of the voices I think really bother me in that show. Like I can only listen Mm -hmm. to Stewie for so long, Yeah, but the writing is so smart and so good. So if I can get past that, I can, I can appreciate it, but that's uh, why I can't do Rick and Morty. Like I, I can't be in the same room with Ned when he's watching Rick and Morty because of the voices. Like, I cannot do this. I, yeah, I don't get it. I, I've like, oh, why? Why have such grating voices? I, I don't I understand. Don't I don't yeah, understand. It makes me, it makes me nervous, like on edge. Like, I can't even focus on the plot line because all I'm hearing are the voices. Yeah. I get like, start to get sweaty and like shaky and like claustrophobic yeah. from the voices in Family Guy sometimes. So I relate. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm like, this is so stupid that I feel like this. Yeah. But I did. Yeah. Sometimes voices just, yeah. Didn't make any sense. I'm like, okay. I'll get you. Um, yeah. Right, wow. Jackie, what's your number two? Okay. So my number two is The Office. Ah, lovely. Um, the Office, I have seen all the way through at least 20 times. Like, I've, I've been watching that show religiously um, since college. And it's one of those shows that is a, like, I'll just have one in the background because I've seen it so many times. And 
it's I feel like with the office you either love it or you hate it what I've found when I've spoken to people like I've never found anybody who's like impartial unless you're impartial and I no 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 I used to love I I used to love the office it would have been on my list like 10 years ago but I just don't revisit it as much as others but it's one of those when I do revisit it it's on here but I just haven't watched it in a couple of years I Mm -hmm. I do love the office but it's not my favorite so I'm not indifferent but I I feel like there was a time in culture where it was very much like the thing that was cool to love and Mm -hmm. a lot of people didn't want to be mainstream and decided to say it wasn't good I think that's really what it was it's like people didn't want to be mainstream so they decided to say they didn't like it that's really my opinion Mm, could be could be um yeah I could see that and and also too another a show that kind of talking about friends a lot some of the jokes like obviously would not fly today whatsoever and I think a lot of so funny though it is hilarious (laughs) yes yes but it's almost like the show itself is like making fun of someone who's in the world that's like this is like wrong like somebody would yes you know correct the way that Michael Scott is living is not life is not supposed to be right a lot of what he says is you know and so I think people are sometimes like I mean, I, I get it. Like, yeah, that's comedy for for a reason. Like, it's yeah. character comedy to sit. They're they're commenting on the fact that an idiot believes this. Yeah. <laughs> Therefore, like, read between the lines, guys. They're it, not saying condoning this. <laughs> to- exactly. Exactly. Um, it's meant to be something that's you know, and cringy and I, that secondhand embarrassment. I don't really get from the show. It's like I can weirdly like watch it and because I know a lot of people are like, I just feel too embarrassed, and I'm like doesn't bother me. The only episode I feel that in that I cannot revisit is Scott's Tots. I can't do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a... That's I can't so do it because college is so expensive and I the know. idea of telling people that you pay for it, like, I just can't. I can't rewatch it because that's one of the more horrible See, things how, like, you can do. My humor is. <laughs> well, I typically have sadistic humor. I just think coming from a family that we had financial struggles when I was going to college, it was... Or we were, it was just a hard time in the world. I think that was just like yeah. a very sensitive conversation because mm-hmm. the rest of the show, I, none of that bothers me. Yeah. Like even the the dinner party doesn't bother me at all. I think that's so mm-hmm. funny. Uh, that episode's amazing. Uh, but amazing. Scott's talk, I just like can't, those poor families, impoverished families. Yeah. That is, that is one that is definitely more, more on the cringy side for sure. And gives me a little bit of anxiety too, because I had, um, you know, student loans that I had to pay off and, you know, I, it's always like, (laughs) yeah, these are like kids that are trying to be first generation college students. Like it just, to me, it hits a spot that's like, that's just not funny. I don't think it's funny, but yeah. 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 You're right. I just think it's cruel. (laughs) It is. It is cruel. It is. But that's the only episode that I feel that way about. The rest of it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. Yeah. That one's bad. What's your favorite office episode? Oh, that's that's a good one. I love the dinner party episode. It's a great one. That's a good one. God, that television. Um, I'll never get over it. His flat screen. Mini television that she breaks. (laughs) His flat screen. The candles. There are just so many. Like that. That would have to be one of my favorites. Um, shoot, I like a lot of the Christmas party ones. Oh, those are so good. Yeah, when he's like on a bike, like takes the bike. Well, see, this is where it gets bad. See, this is I think why. Like I'm one of those people that I hate this about myself, but it, it unfortunately is the way that I am. I will laugh at situations I'm, and obviously this is a comedy, but even outside of that, sometimes I will laugh at situations I don't need to laugh at. Like, well, I think it, everybody when it's is that way to a degree. My favorite, true. 
part of that show, if this makes you feel better, I laugh every time I think about it is when Michael hits Meredith with his car. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, that, that the rabies episodes are my favorite episodes of that show. <laughs> like the second he hits her, like I'm crying. I'm crying. So and funny. she gets hospitalized. Like shouldn't be funny, I know. but it is so funny. <laughs> it is. It is. So you're um, not alone. You're not alone. That's true. So thank you. Um, but like for example, they have like a toy drive, but like he is like, oh, a free bike, and he like takes the bike. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just ter- that's you know, really that's funny. the kind of stuff that's like ter- it's funny, but it's pretty it's pretty bad. Um yeah. Uh but it I'm trying to think what what other episodes are really good. Um, now I'm blanking. I'm drawing a blank. But uh, I the um the fire and the fire oh, episode. Oh, oh, that's so it. good. That's one of my favorite ones. Um, and then they're like doing the CPR thing after, and yeah. Dwight like takes the face off of the dummy. Gosh, and does like Michael puts Myers. it on like the Silence of the Lambs? Yeah, it's really funny. Yep. Um, but yeah, I would say. It, it de- and then like it's interesting the last time i watched it like different characters will annoy me at different points in my life for whatever mm-hmm. reason i just watched it through again probably last year and i was telling ned i was like jim is annoying me so bad because he tries really hard you think yeah it was he like, thinks he's, he's like really hot this- shit yeah and like he thinks he's so funny and i was just like no he used to be one of my <laughs> favorite characters in college and then now i'm just yeah. like what like you're just such a try hard that's really interesting that he bothered. I can understand why. Pam bothers me, I, but every Pam's bothers everybody. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so. she 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 bothered me as well last time I watched it. She kind of like Robin is also sort of two dimensional. They don't give her as much to work with as some of the other characters in the show. Yeah, yeah, very true, very true. Um, but yeah, I would say that's my number two. Um, Great show. It, it is a good one. What about you? What's your? Um, I will say the office would be on my honorable mentions list. I have a couple of shows to mention later because it, in different seasons of my life, would have been like number two on my list. But yeah. I just haven't revisited it in a while. My number two is one that I revisit all the time. Uh, it is Seinfeld. I, if you can see a trend, I adore curb your enthusiasm mostly because i adore seinfeld i started watching it because seinfeld is just like right up my alley i've seen it through so many times i used to watch episodes with my dad growing up but never really saw all the way through until i graduated from college and since then like i could have it on repeat every day and just find everything funny over and over again um my favorite character far and away is george costanza i he is just he is uh, uh, supposed to be a character foil of Larry David. So it makes sense why I love Kirby Enthusiasm because the George character is just so funny. He's doing horrible things all the time. So I'm with you. Like his, the stuff George does, like literally being excited that his wife, that his um, fiance dies from licking envelopes because he really didn't want to get married after he decided he thought he wanted to get married. Like that is so funny and also so awful. Or like when he gets in a fight with Bubble Boy. <laughs> the guy that's like sick and in a bubble and he just like, like absolutely loses it on bubble boy, like a horrible man. And so funny. Like it's just the best. So I've never seen Seinfeld, which is insane. Cause I love career enthusiasm. You would think that I'd pick it up. Never seen it, man. I know I gotta, I gotta watch it all the way through. I know. So many of these shows on our list exist only because of Seinfeld. Like it was the forefather and I do recommend it. It's so good. And just man, it was, it, this is a funny little side comment about it, but when I was watching it through all the way for the first time, it was after I'd graduated from college, Connor and I had broken up and I grew up in a world where people didn't really date a lot. They just got married to the person they dated seriously in college. So to me, the idea of like 
dating a lot of people was very foreign. And that showed Jerry literally has a different girl every episode <laughs> and they don't talk about it. The whole point of that show is no, nobody grows, nobody changes. Like there's nothing substantial or emotional in that show. They're just bad people <laughs> and, and they don't change. Uh, so every episode he's got this new girl and it's never like a big thing. And I just remember kind of watching that and being like, oh, people date. That's not a big deal. It doesn't have to be like a big deal to go yeah. date with people. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is kind of nice. So it was mind opening to me in a way, even though it's not about that at all. So that was a funny thing. But I couldn't recommend that show more. I'm trying to think of what my favorite episode would be. I just this isn't my favorite episode, but one that just came to mind was when George is working for the Yankees and he, um, he, his car breaks down and is in the parking lot and they keep thinking he's working after hours because it's stuck there. So he keeps getting parking tickets and he's having, I think it was Jerry or Kramer drive over there to remove the parking tickets so that it looks like he's working overtime still because they keep like commending him and like, putting him up for a potential promotion because they think he's staying after hours of working so hard. <laughs> and it's just, like, that's the kind of person George Costanza is. It's amazing. There's this whole episode where he decides that he's going to do the opposite of what he normally does because what he normally does just results in nothing good. And he starts doing the opposite. And that's how he ends up getting this job at the Yankees in the first place. And that episode I recommend, I can't remember what it's called, but so good. Elaine Bennis, also Julia Louis-Dreyfus. She is the queen of comedy. She is so funny in that show. Uh, there's an episode where she th she says she stops off for Juji Fruits. Her boyfriend gets hospitalized. She's supposed to meet him at the movie theater and she's waiting in the lobby and he calls. She gets a call that he's in the hospital and then she goes and buys some Juji Fruits before she heads to the hospital at the movie theater. <laughs> so she's just like wants a snack, which I relate to. But it becomes this whole thing when he finds out she didn't rush to the hospital. She like went and waited in line to get some juicy fruits. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> so I'm with you. Terrible people are the best. They're really yeah, the best. They are. They're the best. They're so good. That's my number two. What is your number one? Jacqueline. Nathan for you. Ah, lovely. I'm obsessed with that show. And I think because what and and that's just right now. So Maybe it wouldn't be my number one next year, but something about um, so his last name is Fielder, Nathan Fielder. Nathan Fielder, thank you. You're welcome. That show is pure gold. Pure gold. Um, what I love about it is it's like he's creating these real worlds, <laughs> not real world scenarios, but I mean, yeah, kind of, yeah, kind of. So, like, for example, he opened up a dumb Starbucks next oh, to a Starbucks, he's like the dumb Starbucks guy. <laughs> And so what he was doing was he'll figure out like how to get up to the point where he's like almost breaking the law, but not like he has a lawyer who's really like an idiot, but he goes to him for advice and he like actually serious around him, but he like knows he's an idiot. So he's always like messing with people just by his manner. He's so dry. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, and I really love I've 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 had more of an appreciation for dry humor in um as I've gotten older. And I think because I like dry humor so much and I can sometimes have really dry humor, like sometimes I'll be like making a joke, but no one will know I'm making a joke. They'll like think I'm being serious and I'm like, no, I was like actually yeah. joking and they laugh. So sometimes they're like they're like, I don't know if you're joking or being serious, which actually has become a challenge for me recently because I will be being serious about something and somebody thinks I'm joking and I'm not. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. But I also think that's a compliment because dry humor to me is the best humor. Yeah. It's pretty great. It's a craftsman type humor. 
So it is, it is um, like sarcasm too. I just, I love, love oh, yeah. sarcasm, um, but not to the point where it like, becomes annoying. Like some people I know are really sarcastic with their sarcastic all the time to where like, it's just weird. They like, hide behind their like sarcasm that. a little bit. I know some yeah. people that it feels like a, like a protective armor almost. Yeah. Like a defense mechanism hide kind from, of. Yeah. Hide from vulnerability. Yeah, definitely. Or, or just uncom- like being uncomfortable in situations, just resorting to sarcasm, which I do sometimes too. So no shade. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely done it before as well. Um, it's just, I know some people that do it all the time. I probably should have some more grace for them, but um, <laughs> I guess I'm a terrible together. person. I guess I'm just a good-ish person. I guess that's the whole purpose of this yeah, look, podcast. We've never claimed to, to be good, period. That's so come on. actually very true. That's very true. Covering our um, ass. Yes, yes. And so um, – love that show so he will create these different types of businesses and um he'll either do it to spite people or he'll do it to create a really hilarious situation where people feel really uncomfortable but he maintains character the entire time i think it's hysterical it never gets old to me and then he actually came out with a show recently called the rehearsal and it's where it's so good so good he like takes nathan for you to a whole other level so essentially the first i'm going to tell you the first bit of the show but then please go watch it for yourself so the first bit of the rehearsal is he'll find people on like craigslist so that he's like do you need help like um getting over like anxiety for like an upcoming meeting or like uh dating or something like that and so what nathan would would do is like hey where are you meeting this girl oh, I'm meeting her at this restaurant. And like what he'll do is like, we're going to recreate what the restaurant like will be like. So what he does is he creates a replica of the restaurant. Exactly. He creates like an exact replica. And then he like brings in all these actors and actresses to play people who like actually look like they work there. And the guy comes in and he practices and practices. Like you have people like at the bar drinking, but like it's all a rehearsal for like this guy going on a date and like they hire an actress to look like his date and like she practices with him. It's, it's, it's the absolute most, like the absolute most with the driest sense of humor. And like it is, it's masterful. He's, he's masterful. And he's serious the whole time. He's like, and so what I did was I knew I had to recreate this bar. And like that's how he talks. <laughs> so what I did his, was I ordered. a voice. So yeah. funny. And then he's like, and then I told Charlie to meet me at the restaurant. And I asked him if he was prepared for his date. And then it's just like, oh, gosh, it's so good. Um, love Nathan Fielder. Uh, but yeah, that's my number one for sure. That That one keeps me laughing. And I like how it's like actually happening to people i think that's really funny so that show is i mean it really is brilliant i couldn't recommend it more it's not on my list but it is in my heart <laughs> it's in my heart for sure so go yes, watch go watch anything good one. that nathan fielder's ever made especially the episode of nathan for you where he has a, cl- a claw that's going to expose him to a group of children <laughs> if he doesn't get out before the, the clock is up See, it's- i'm sick i'm sadistic this is the kind <laughs> no, of Jackie, shit. Me too. that's the funniest <laughs> shit ever and the robot is like, like he has to unlock himself from like chains <laughs> before the robot pulls down his zipper. Y'all, it's horrible. It's horrible. Oh my god! <laughs> These parents sent their children to this thing. I know they like signed a signed an he agreement. He has a cop where... waiting on the side to arrest yeah, him to if arrest he doesn't meet the clock. It's just literally comedy gold. Go yeah, watch that's that episode. Like one of right now. Go watch that episode. Yes. on television now. It's absurd. And if you're, yeah. <laughs> 
golly oh my god that's that's definitely one of my favorites for sure i like the one where he's like messing with the private investigator oh my gosh yeah um, yeah, yeah. brian wolf or whatever and then he's like he's like you know who you are he's like to nathan he's like you're, you're the wizard of loneliness <laughs> and he's like and brian really hurt my feelings <laughs> Start calling people the wizard of loneliness. Yeah. You're the, I do that in the net sometimes. Like, you're the wizard of loneliness. But yeah, it's a good, so funny. good show. So freaking oh, funny. I might have gosh. to watch that again soon. Oh, yeah. oh my God. gosh. It's so good. There's nothing like it, too. Like, I feel like he's really singular. And there's he no is. one that can quite pull off what he pulls off. And for that, we thank you, Nathan Fielder. We thank you. Yes. Thank you, Nathan Fielder. Thank you. All right. My number one is the one and only 30 Rock. This is, mm. if you've met me ever, you probably know this about me. I adore the show with my whole heart. I watched it for the first time in early college after it had finished its run on TV. I had known when I was in high school that it was winning all of these Emmys. It was really popular, but I knew, and I knew that Alec Baldwin was in it, which he was less controversial back then than he is now in some ways. He was politically controversial because Republicans hated him, but uh, he wasn't you know, he hadn't just shot somebody on set. <laughs> so just remember that uh, as I talk about the show that hadn't happened yet. Uh, but Tina Fey, I adored from SNL. I would watch her weekend update and all of that. So I came to watch it because I was like, I love these people. I think they're hilarious. Let's see what it's all about. And ever since I watched it through, I have been in love with that show. I used to watch it every night as I fell asleep, much like Friends for my parents. 30 Rock was the equivalent for me. And it just, something about it, they have jokes like every three seconds. It's so quick. So uh, they make so many cultural references, which I've already said, like that's a huge part of my humor. If you can make like a nice, witty, dry remark about something that not everybody's going to pick up on, that's like right in my vein of humor. And they do that better than any other show, in my opinion. Um, if you watch it now, just make sure to brush up on your 2006 to 2012 uh, cultural references so you can, you can pick up on it. But I just, I love Tina Fey's writing style. I think that the the Liz character is just a, a great female character. Some of the stuff in that show, obviously, much like all of these shows, wouldn't stand up today. But I just think that they pushed limits and they just defied some expectations and were doing things that were a little edgier and a little more interesting than a lot of other shows on TV and kind of rewrote the narrative. And a lot of our our current sitcoms exist because of, or the ones that came after 30 Rock exist because of 30 Rock. They kind of changed the game, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinions, actually. Um, the Jack character, so funny, played by Alec Baldwin. So good. Um, the Kenneth character that's supposed to be from Stone Mountain, Georgia, which is a joke because a lot of his lines are written by Donald Glover, which he's from Stone Mountain, I believe. And they make it out that Stone Mountain is like this hick town because it sounds like a hick town. But there's this one scene in the show where they show Kenneth at a high school party and it's just like this banging party, just like this massive, amazing, like black party. And it's just Kenneth and he's very white. And and that's the only time that they give a reference to what Stone Mountain is actually like. And the rest of it, it's just like Hick Town. And it's amazing. It's just like little things like that, that if you're paying attention, it pays off. And I love shows like that. Like if you pay attention, it pays off. Um, background shows are great too, but the ones that really win my heart are ones that make those jokes that you're not going to pick up on if you're not really paying mm -hmm. attention. Um, 
So I just adore that show. I quote it all the time. Every time I watch through it again, I remember why it's so funny. Tracy Morgan's character is one of those characters that if you watch it on the surface, you'll think is kind of funny. And then if you really start paying attention to what he's saying, it's, I mean, his character is so brilliant and funny. I just can't get enough of 30 Rock. I can watch it all the time and never get bored. And I just, it holds a very dear place in my heart. I don't know what my favorite episode would be. I love so many of the episodes. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. There's so many good ones. I, I would say some of my favorite seasons. I love season two. It's so good. Season uh, four, I believe, is another one of my favorites. Just It's just good. It's just all good. Another show I'm, I've added to my list because I have never seen 30 Rock either, which is crazy. I feel like that I would like it a lot. I think you would. It's definitely hit or miss. It's not something everybody loves. So it's one that I would say, watch it. But if it's not your speed, it's not your speed. Connor really doesn't like 30 Rock. He, I think, likes, we just have different taste and humor. He doesn't want to pay attention for the remarks here and there. And I get that. It's like, that takes effort. And like I don't know, it's not as accessible as maybe some other comedies are. And that's not for everybody. So if you don't like it, I totally understand. Uh, More for me. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, so that is my number one. So I can read back through my list. My number one was 30 Rock. My number two was Seinfeld. Three mm. was It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Four, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Five, Sex in the City. Six, How I Met Your Mother. Seven, Friends. And eight, Veep. Jackie, what about you? Number one, Nathan for you. Number two, The Office. Mm-hmm. Number three, Pen15. Very good. Number four, Mm. Was it the Sex in the before? City? Curb, wait, curb, curb, curb. It was Curb, curb Your Enthusiasm because our four and five are the same. Curb, okay, sweet. Sex in the City. And then I added a six, but now I can't remember it. Because mm. I was like, oh, friends, that would be my six. Yeah, I think I no, said No, wait, wait. No, no, no. It was How I Met Your Mother, wasn't it? I think both kind of would have been six and seven for me. Okay. Um, that's good. I have a couple honorable mentions of shows that I adore. And if you had caught me and maybe next year, last year, they might have been a part of my list. Uh, number one, The Office. So love that show. Two, and most importantly on this whole list is Arrested Development. That show like oh my started. Oh my God. That show that like been started higher my, my love. And, and honestly, Arrested Development <sighs> to me is kind of akin to 30 Rock. I think there's a lot of similar type humor there. Um, just like very silly, but also very smart. Those are my favorite kind of shows. Um, Arrested Development. Oh, God bless. So good. So good. Parks and Rec. Uh, really good, but not as good as some of the other shows to me as the ones on my list. But I do love it. Community. That would be probably my second favorite behind Arrested Development on my honorable mentions. I adore Community. It is Donald Glover also in that show um, as he wrote for 30 Rock. Uh, very, very funny TV show. Community. Definitely recommend. Then uh, Party Down. I love me some party down. It's just silly. That show is just silly. It's just fun. It's a great hang. Really recommend that. And then last but not least, Hacks. It's a newer show, so I didn't put it in my top list because there's just not as much of it and it hasn't been around as long. But I revisit it often and it is so funny. It's on HBO. The whole premise is this aging comedian played by Jean Smart. She, um, She has a residency in Vegas and has had it for a very long time and uh, is losing it and needs uh, more modern material. And her agent hires a Gen Z comedian who's been canceled by Hollywood for a joke she made on Twitter to come and be her new writer because she can't find a job in in 
Los Angeles. So she has to go and be this aging comedian's writer, even though the comedian doesn't want to write her. So there, therein lies the conflict. And it's just very, very, very funny. I like couldn't recommend that more. And again, it's called Hacks. Uh, if you if you have a heart and soul, you'll love it. It's truly so funny, especially with the, the generational comedy between like, she's definitely a, um, a boomer, maybe even the generation before that Jean smart. And then the Gen Z humor tying together. It's very, very good. Um, I love it. So those are my honorable mentions. Any others for you? Well, I would like to bump Sex in the City down to six and make Arrested Development five. All right. Because Arrested Development is one that I go back to often, and I have no idea how it flew out of my head like that, but it did. Yeah. But love Michael Bluth. Love the Bluth family. That yeah. show keeps me laughing. I can't I can't not watch that and not laugh. It's a Lucille. Stand. A Lucille. A Lucille. And then the way she winks, Ned and I were talking about it last <laughs> night, where it's kind of like a like a twitch. She is my grandmother. Literally, they're like the same person. They 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 look like each other. They look alike. They really do, so and crazy. it kind of spooks me out when I watch that show in the best way. I'm like, this is this is funny. The whole George Bluth living in the attic and then learning it's That's Oscar, what, and then Oscar, and then every time he like says he might be his father or whatever, they play that music <laughs> and they're like. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh and tobias like everything about oh, tobias from the very tobias. first episode where he accidentally boards the boat with like all the 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 like party boat where there's a bunch of gay men in pirate costumes partying and he ends up on there instead of on the family's yacht it's incredible it's yeah so he's good. he's hilarious and then how he's always trying to be in the blue man group oh my gosh always <laughs> so funny dude so funny um, what a show well comedies make life so much better doesn't it clearly we love comedy if you guys want recommendations clearly. or like say you don't know what to watch next and you like some of the ones we mentioned and really don't like some of the others feel free to slide into our dms and then we can recommend something yeah. based off of what you do enjoy because as much as i love the shows i mentioned i know that they're not for everybody and i think we could both be pretty good at being like oh you like friends and how i met your mother well let me recommend blank for you then because mm -hmm. you probably don't want to watch pen 15 or something that might yeah. be different um, or something like 30 rock that's a little in a different vein um so anyway please feel free to reach out to us we are happy yeah. to recommend things to you happy. um all right take out Ooh. carry out Ooh. carry out ah i just my carry out is i love and cherish all these shows that we've talked about right I have an assignment. My carry out is that I want to watch Seinfeld and I want to watch 30 Rock. At least Love start it. watching them. Um, but also, like, I am a creature of habit. So yeah. I will go back and I will do the same thing, the same shows again and of again course. and again yeah. and again. Um, so my challenge to myself is to start something new soon. All right. That's not always easy, especially with comedies. I feel yeah. like I like to do new things with dramas. I don't revisit dramas very often. Uh, but with comedies, it's just like... I don't know. Like I said, going home almost when you watch yeah. shows that you've seen before. So that's hard, but I'm, I'm excited for you. Gotta me keep too. me posted. Gotta keep me posted. I love <laughs> I both of those shows so much. And I will me never too. be offended if you don't like them. Well, I feel like everyone will I'm like Seinfeld. Too. Seinfeld is really just like, I don't know, a soul that wouldn't at least find it entertaining. Cool. Um, 30 Rock is definitely not for everybody. So I'll be interested to hear what you think. But my carry out is, I think, kind of the opposite. I've been doing a lot more new or watching shows 
with Connor that we both love, which is a lot of the ones on my list, but there's some that aren't. And I want to try to like find a time in my life that makes sense to filter some of those back in, like put 30 Rock on the screen a little bit more because he's not the biggest fan. So I don't fall asleep to it every night. I do sometimes, but uh, how can I kind of put that back in the mix and Veep too, because Veep is so specific kind of humor. It's like 30 Rock on steroids. So it's, it's not something for everyone, but it is so funny. So I need to find a way to put that back in my life. So anywho, that's my carry out. And then we also, our carry out is to just go eat candy and popcorn and drink cider and be merry and go watch some spooky movies. I'm so excited. We're about to do that right now. I'm I'm so so pumped. I don't know. Do all the cider and the candy and the popcorn and all the good stuff. (laughs) I don't know if we need any sugar. (laughs) We probably never do, but I don't care. Yeah, They're probably not. <laughs> it's great. All right. Amazing. So we're going to go get to that because that sounds really fun. But thank you guys for listening. We love you as always. DM us if you want Rex. And we yes. hope you have a lovely weekend. Happy spooky season, goodish people. Ooh.